All right. Welcome back to Real Talk with Rio and Murph, the most niche podcast on the internet. This week's sponsor is the Discord channel Off Topic, the educational channel. Learn all you can about the great Finnish outdoors. All right, Murph, are you ready? What exactly is the Finnish outdoors? Oh, it's uh, the outdoors, but in Finland. Yeah, so like, what's there? Uh, a lot of cold and a lot of animals, apparently. There uh, seems to be plenty of hunting going on. I'm a particular fan of, uh, of the videos that he does with his hunting dogs. Oh, you know, to be honest, I haven't even looked at that channel. Uh, you are missing out. Um, I think it's Kosula is, uh, is the guy who posts in there quite a lot. But it's uh, it's really interesting. So I would check it out, especially since he's paid for the sponsorship. <laughs> Fair enough, eh? Okay, so we are into, what are we on now, day 39 of round 27. So coming into the, the closing stretch. And throughout the whole round, there's been a, a combined runaway from uh, round 10. But now we're, we're getting to the point where all the, the techers and uh, converters have now kind of closed in. They're all they're all kind of like busy themselves, getting, getting fairly into range. Um what are we seeing what's happening? You know, I think uh, Realm 10 has really fucked the pooch on this one, you know? In, uh, in what way? Well, it's clear to me that they, I don't think they've ever been in this spot before because a lot of the moves they're doing, right, just don't kind of add up to what you should be doing at day, you know, day 30 to d- day 39, right? That's when I think they really they really messed it up, right? You're not bringing in mod buildings fast enough. You know, only only one of you guys has significant temples, right? Like, you need to be hammering those temples hard if you're in a position like that. Well, yeah, so this is what I, I was thinking of. Um, we obviously don't want to go into too spe- much specifics of, of what's happening, but in my mind, there's a way to plan a runaway. Um, and I think right from the start, I think they, they kind of did the right thing just to, to get ahead. They they probably pushed harder than they needed to because there was no competition for them whatsoever. So as soon as they got on top, even just like a hit or two hits ahead of people, they really could have kind of eased off and just like let that lead stretch out a little bit. I don't think they needed to bring in mods constantly or do like spec drops at all. They could have just they could have gone efficient right from the start and and really just they still would have had it. Um I think what you are completely correct on those temples. I'm shocked at how few temples that they have, especially since the majority of their round, they've been training to five, four and even with their four on defense, it's way more than anyone else ever had. So they're just basically been training unnecessary defense the entire round rather than building temples. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's probably I would bet it comes from inexperience, right? Because they just have never kind of seen the round from this vantage point before. So, I mean, that's my assumption. I don't know who is in Realm Ten at this point, right? We'll find out soon. But you know, it just it just kind of reads to me like 
they just don't know what they're doing. They're kind of doing things off the fly, right, and trying to and trying to make it work. But ultimately, you have you know four guys competing essentially for the same targets. You have three of them that are pretty much doing the same thing, and then one guy you know that has you know some reasonable temples, but not nearly enough, you know. So it's kind of you know clearly. I'm sure they'll do better next time if they can get into this position again, but it's definitely some lessons they'll learn here, right? Because there's just zero chance now looking at it, right, that they're not going to get reeled in and reeled in pretty hard here pretty quickly. Yeah, that's what it seems. Um, I, I was starting to think that they had a, a decent chance of of holding off, and, and I still think they've done pretty decently too to hold off. They've managed to keep on getting hits um, from somewhere regularly and they've they've been rolling things so one of them's you know been been training up to the the high offense and then hitting twice button feed in for a couple and then the next one's kind of been in position to do it so they've they've done really well to kind of keep all of them up there but it just seems that the lead's not big enough they're not they're not high enough and and really they are completely got threats now all around them so it does just seem to be a matter of time. Uh, if they still manage to, if they do manage to pull it off, pull out a win here, then hats off to them. But it looks less and less likely as the round goes on. Yeah, I don't know about you, but I'm giving them a zero percent chance, right? And I'm saying it like that: zero percent chance. You know, I I'd say it's non-zero, but that's because I've just seen ridiculous things happen in the past and i can never discount stupidity from other players yeah but it's just you know i i I don't know like it just it feels like it was the wrong move and i was just observing it happen right and you know you just kind of you just have that cringe moment sometimes in a movie and you're just like ugh, you know you just know it's gonna go bad for that guy right you know, I mean, from my perspective, I was looking, thinking, if the goblin just explores the rest of the round, he's won. You know, so there are a few times where I thought, if actually just one of them just decides to like bail out of attacking and just explores the rest, it could be an easy win for any of them. So I think that's probably going to be the biggest miss that they didn't just, you know, have because you can even see like the Sylvans now climbing up, but any of them that would have been exploring right now. Could be so far ahead that these slower guys, the, the techers, the converters, the slow attackers, none of them would probably be able to catch them. Um, we saw an almost explore in a few rounds ago. There's been one recently, and um, it seems like a missed opportunity if they just wanted to get any kind of win within their realm. And and, and really, any win is a good win, right? Exactly. Yeah, it's all it's all part of it. I would happily give up my round as an attacker if it meant I could get an explorer in my round to win. And sometimes that's just what happens, right? Like if you get burned out and and you're uh, attacking from the get-go and, and it goes poorly for you, you always convert to an explorer anyway, right? Well, yeah, but even beyond, beyond that, uh, when, when Kari won with her explorer, when she was kind of just starting to convert, when we just kind of, we just ran few scenarios and we figured you know what you're actually probably better off just to carry on exploring so she did bailed out the convert and went all the way and uh, managed to to take the win yeah 
and that's just it. You got to know when to pull the pin sometimes. Yeah, and I think that's it. And I think that's probably where they've, they've missed out um, here. So if, if they do lose, it's a case of you know what, good round. You guys, you guys did your best, but um, I think mistakes were made. And looking back, there were a few decisions that were probably suspect or you could have done differently. And I would phrase it as you guys were handed a golden opportunity in a gift basket full of your favorite things in life, right? And yeah, fucked it up. Yeah, but at least right now, if they took a screenshot of uh, the how things look at the, the moment, they've got the top five. So, yeah. small small win there. If it was only a 39-day round, they'd have smashed it. But that plays into the fact that a lot of the best packs just chose not to fast attack because clearly it's easier just to slow attack or attack or convert, right? So competition-wise, obviously, very lackluster for them anyway, you know? Yeah, but on the flip side of that, you know, if this could have been the opportunity with nobody else attacking, fast attacking. This could have been the one to, to really run away properly and, and put it out of sight and, you know, score one for the score one for the good guys, the fast attackers. Yeah, I mean, we both love seeing fast attackers win, that's for sure. But, you know, where we are now, unless there's some serious changes made, you know, and, and you can see the gameplay committee trying to, get some changes going in that direction. Uh, you know, we could be in for the same kind of rigmarole next round, right? Like there has to be some serious uh, input and change in order to balance it out properly. Cause right now it's just not in that state, you know, and I don't know if it's the bots. Uh, it's not the prestige. I think the prestige is in a good spot, you know, um, or if it's just, you know, is teching still too strong, right? You know, maybe that's the case. I mean, techs are probably less numerous than last round. So it's it's at a dent, but do we need to, like, readdress that more, you know? Yeah, I mean, I already think it's just a case of slow play is just so much easier, and you're almost guaranteed to finish better than, than if you were playing a fast attacker. So why would you put yourself through, through the stress of it and... Uh, <laughs> through any kind of hard work when you can just take it easy and then basically just play the last like two weeks yeah it's just generally though it's just more fun fast attacking yeah i completely agree um but you do want to play you know you want to play a full round you don't want to just play 10 days and then then be dead and then wait for the next time you know i think the reason why we kind of like my pack started to switch more to the slow players when we just saw how much more likely it would succeeding um so it could probably be done a lot more easily than we'd been like really fighting for in the fast attacking phase and then so you know what we do like the game so we'd actually like to play for 50 days rather than just like 10 or 15 so that's why we switched and um, and we found like when we've done it all as a group we've had way more like a, a much higher rate of success than when we tried fast attacking and and you know I don't know who's going to win this thing, but I can tell you it's not 10, right? It's not Realm 10. Yeah, I think you're right. And uh, I think this kind of goes back to a point we were talking about last time around where I said, if you're comfortable and confident that you're going to be reeling in the, the runaways, then you really need to start looking around at who your rivals are, you know, at, at your land size currently. So, you know, the techers need to start looking at each other, maybe see if they need to do anything about any, any one or any, 
um, like any one individual DOM or any kind of group of people coming up, if you're in the best spot right now, you need to really cement that kind of spot. So it's, it'll be interesting to see if anyone goes for anyone else at this point um, or if everyone just kind of waits until uh, the runaway threat's uh, taken care of first. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of surprised that we really haven't seen any wars. I mean, what do you think of the war that just happened between Realm 9 and 10? I think it was just uh, an easy one. Um, I'm always disappointed, uh, like you were saying earlier, that they haven't done more of this. Um, I think part of the reason, which is actually one of the things that I'd also consider a mistake of, of 10, is they've really, really overdone their spec units. I think when they were ahead, they could have completely gone pretty much full elite. Um, if they'd have combined full elites with temples, their training speed would have been the same, um, but they'd be preserved in their pop for later on. So I think they'd been hidden just as frequently, um, but they'd be hitting smarter. And then, you know, with a, a Liz and with a Harfa, those elites then become black op units as well. So they really could have taken down a few people. You know, there were explorers in range that could have possibly been snareable, um, or at the very least, they'd have been protected enough from black ops against themselves that they could have then um, just, you know, declared war and then got those guys 24 hours later. And you know, something we didn't even really talk about is how the goblin was trying to be like the bee, but he just fucked it up so hard, right? Like, you want to see him at least hit some competitor guy, right? Like, but he did nothing. He was just a bystander on the side of the road. Yeah, he he completely misjudged that one. You know, it's a case of it's great train up huge offense, but if you can't send it, then it's completely pointless. And you know, it would only really work if there's one person coming up when there's a load of people, and when one of them can cover you, it's meaningless. So he looked a complete fool uh, doing what he was trying to do there. Yeah, like absolutely. Like I, I, I just pictured it as, you know, every converter and tecker was just pointing a finger at him laughing, right? Like, what do you think you're doing? You know, like you should have been hitting and trying to grow out of their range instead of just sitting there so you could try to stop them from sending, but then they just sent anyway, right? Knowing full well that if you were to try to go after one of them, you'd you'd probably eat it, you know? And that's exactly what happened. People just ignored him after a while. Yeah, absolutely. So who do you think is going to win it? I'm going to, again, I'm going to try to avoid uh, naming anyone specific. Um, I think it's quite open. I'd I'd probably give it to a group of people still. Um, There's a few realms that have kind of got good contenders, but there's only like one, maybe like, you know, maybe one and a a small, like one and a half contenders. I'd expect it to be a group of like at least kind of like two or three people who can help back each other up. Um, but I wouldn't be able to pick one out at this point, and, and I, I wouldn't like to at this point. So you don't want to put your money where your mouth is, eh? I don't want to be accused of influencing anything. i to keep the fans of the show happy. Okay, how about picking a race to win it, then? Could you do that? Uh, could I do that? Let's see. I can tell you which races 
look good in this spot that don't usually finish well. And that's typically, uh, you're looking at wood elves and gnomes. They're pretty good at chasing someone down. But then when it comes to the final stretch, um, they tend to go, like, lose lose their legs a little bit. And looking through now, right, there's a few different people there, you know. Trolls often kind of finish well. Um, if one of those could get rolling, then potentially. How about yourself? I think uh, Nox is going to win this round. That'd be interesting. That'd be uh, good to see as well. Yeah, and and I do agree with your assessment, right? Like, yeah, usually, you know, Wood Elves especially fall off towards the late round here, right? Because you know, there's not much more they can do other than that one last R and R kick at the can. But same with a troll, right? So I would consider them to be kingmakers, right? So they have that ability down the stretch. Yeah, the thing with Troll is um, the fact that they have such incredible flex is when other people are losing um, their offense from you know, like one big hit or a couple big hits towards the end, they're able to just kind of keep it rolling because what they needed in defense, they no longer need anymore. So that just adds to their offense. And they've got the uh, they've got the strong spec and they've also got the reduced casualties as well. So from that perspective, I think that's why they can kind of roll decently at the end. Um but Nox has got the, the reduced casualty as well, so I think that's not a bad shout. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I, it's not like we're going to see a war happen. <laughs> it's not like anybody's going to black off anybody here because we're at day 39, right? Like, if we would have, you know, started to see that stuff happen, then it would have happened already. I don't. I really can't see it happening down the stretch here. People are just kind of too afraid or just don't want to put in the effort to do that, so... You know, they're probably more than happy to let somebody else try to do that, but they're certainly not going to do it, right? So when you have that kind of mentality kind of spread out throughout the entire top, then fuck all is going to happen. Well, I think part of it as well is everyone that I've seen that kind of is, could be a potential contender has pretty decent ratios. Um, not enough to kind of take anyone else down, but then too good to get taken down themselves. So I think there's a little bit of a stalemate um, there for any of those guys so yeah i wouldn't be expecting wars you get surprised but i wouldn't expect anything and, and how do you feel about uh so today was the final day for the final wonder to be taken and so we're 39 days in so you know how in need of a change to wonders do you think we are yeah, I think that's something just that needs to get addressed. Um, I don't even think that the people who took the wonder were really all that bothered by it. I think it was just the case it was there, so they decided to just throw some uh, cyclones at it. Um, it's just the case. It's it's just disappointing, you know. Like back in the day when we had those wonders that were really powerful, and especially like the the offensive ones, people would really be fighting for them, um, and it would be a key. It'd be round changing. Um, dynamics now is a case it's almost like a like a secondary prize um the top realm often won't even have a powerful wonder so it seems to be just kind of the, if you're not going for the win then that's what you fight for instead yeah how would you see um you know a, a functional way to change the wonders so that they're more sought after you know there's been as I think there's a couple very different but equally good suggestions um, that have been bandied around. 
one of them is that the um, HP just kind of decreases on all of them over time. You know, whether it's a um, a flat amount, like 5% of the original balance goes down um, every day, or whether it's uh, um, whether it's just decaying as a, as a percentage um, throughout the round. I think that's one option. It would definitely mean that, you know, if the HPs are going down, then it'll be easier to take them from each other um, throughout. And then the other one's just kind of changing the prestige again. So either make it so there's no prestige gain for it, to, so that people take wonders for the actual ability, or um, you can have prestige for when you take it from realm zero as well as from other realms. So that way you're not waiting for somebody else to take it before warring for them. Um, I know my realm, my packs generally don't bother taking a, a wonder from realm zero, just because we like to get that that prestige. So that would change how we went about it. I think in any of those um, possible suggestions. And I almost think maybe you make the wonders more desirable by increasing the buffs. You know, buff them up a bit. You know, because. Some of them are just total dog shit, you know? Nobody wants to have a dog's breakfast day 39, you know? Yeah, that's it. Like like the the one that's just taking Golden Throne, 15% increased prestige. That's not really going to make much of a difference at this point. Um, it's a nice buff if you had it right from the very start, but if you... I can't even remember when the first one went. Was it like day 10 or so? Even by that point, um, you've lost a lot of the potential benefit that you would have had if you could take it immediately. Yeah, so what about, you know, having the Wonders start out at less uh, HP, though, too, right? Because if they're starting at 150k, you know, maybe that's too high right now, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a, that's another option. Um, lower the HP to begin with. Um Make them, make them, yeah, desirable and, and easy to get right from the start. Yeah, they because my vantage point is you just want them in the game as quickly as possible, right? Like, to me, that's the win here, right? Because as soon as they enter the game, it's just more fun for more people, right? Yeah, I agree. Um, I think that would be good as well. Um, if you could get people going from immediately, then you almost kind of kickstart wars for the good ones right off the bat. And I think people will be quite happy to have more wars um, going around. I think one of the issues that I've been seeing the last kind of few rounds is there's certain people who kind of go for the Black Ops ranks and they'll just be basically constantly just bombarding one or two people um, throughout the round. And I don't know if you've had to experience it, but even when I was playing a Sylvan, I was having somebody swarm me 24-7. And I think if there were more wars going on, then that would be, you know, that, that energy would be put on the people they were at war with rather than just some random person they've picked out. Yeah, no, that, that to me makes perfect sense, you know. And, you know, I just wonder, you know, with the packs and if they're all going to go slow, you know, do we kind of like have some sort of mechanic where, you know, maybe we we look at things slightly differently in, in, in the context of, okay, so we can rank different races at different speeds and maybe, you know, you have to 
have certain races in your pack that are different speeds and they all can't be the same slow ass speed you know what i mean just to have some diversity with strats so that there's you know each realm is competitive at each level instead of just one realm being very competitive at the beginning and then one realm being very competitive at the end you know you just kind of have that balanced competitiveness approach you know what i mean yeah it's something somebody else um kind of brought up in in discord a while back i'm I'm not sure how how much you could really force that um there's definitely possibility and I'd be much more open to something like that if we move to start doing like rule sets again because you could do something you know like you have to pick certain races or you could have um you know you could have to pick four different bonuses like you know like one could be like increased research one could be cheaper troops one could be um cheaper spells and one like increased spice strength something like that and you can only pick one for each person in the pack so you do kind of create these roles for people um, I think having different rule sets where we can start to tinker and play around with different ideas like that, um, I'd be more comfortable with than doing a complete shift. Because ultimately, I like playing the same style as the people that I'm playing with. Um, it's much more interesting to be able to actually say, you know, if you're both playing slow, we can help each other find targets. If you're both playing quick, then it's a case of I can cover this person while you go on an attack. So if you get hit, then I'll hit them. If you're trying to force everyone to spread out, you lose some of that team dynamic and some of that strategy part. But but then conversely, right, it all just kind of gets concentrated in a certain part of the round when you're playing like that, right? Yeah, but then that's the whole part of the, the whole kind of pack experience. And you're still going to have different people within the realm doing different things where you're going to have to be talking about different aspects of it. Um, but in terms of strategy, if you're all spread out, then then you're really kind of you're not playing as a pack. I just look at it as different like weight classes. You know, not everybody's a heavyweight fighter, right? Some people are welterweights or featherweights, right? So that's just the way I'm looking at it. You know, just have different weight classes for different races. Well, maybe I'm misunderstanding you. So how would you be saying that would work in practice then? Like. And and by weight class, I'm talking about when your impact is on in the round, right? So I I, I think the most competitive uh, is the most fun. So the way I would view it would be, you know, having somebody in your pack has to go fast attack. And then you can have, you know, two flex options. And then your last option is they have to go like a slow attacker, right? Or a slow converter, whatever the fuck you want to do. But you have to have, I, I, I really think you have to have competitiveness on both sides of the spectrum, right? You can't, because like, if you just wait until the end, like we see all these packs doing now, it just kind of like slows everything down and everything just kind of happens at the end instead of having like a nice movie where you have, you know, act one, act two, and then your finale in act three, right? Right now, everybody's just fucking like, okay, let's go to Act 3, right? Fuck the rest of the movie, you know what I mean? Yeah, I get that. I just think it'd be quite hard to work in in practice. Like, I think what you'd end up finding is those fast attackers, they're all going to just release all their offense at some point, and then they're just going to be exploring and waiting for other people to catch up. Um, I, I think it would be really hard to actually get it to work how, how it would be nice to see it work. You know, like last round was a nice example where we did see lots of people 
um, with that whole mix of things, and it, it kept things interesting. But I think if you're forcing people to kind of spread themselves out, it's just going to kind of fall apart, and and people just won't enjoy it as much. Um, one thing that I do think is probably worth considering, though, is changing or decreasing costs for fast attacking races. Make their elites, um, like the unused elites, just cheaper. Make it more worthwhile to play, you know, like to, to train Master Thieves and chameleons and, and werewolves. Because um, right now they're hardly getting used at all. And um, the fast races kind of blitz to the top and then just die out. And they've got real no, really no hope of kind of staying competitive because if they do try to go all elite, it's just pretty expensive. So it's almost like we would have to base the price reduction on something that attackers do, right? So prestige, right? So you could, you know, the higher prestige, you know, maybe you get a cost reduction on your your 1B elite, right? Which is your master thief or your chameleon or whatever the fuck. Is that kind of what you're thinking? Well, I'm actually just thinking just pure, just um, reduce the costs on them. Um, so, you know, like master thieves and chameleons are per point pretty expensive. If you just reduce the cost on them, then you'd be able to start training them um, earlier on. So you're not getting somebody, you know, with 50,000 spec units and only 10,000 elites. Um, you might get to the, back to the point of people, you know, like capping how many they're actually going to train in spec units, you know, whether it's 15,000, 20,000 or so. Um, if they want to kind of stay out ahead and get ahead, I think most people just look at the cost of their specs and think I may as well just go all in on that. And see what happens but if you have a general cost reduction i mean we always see exploring halflings up there right they're just going to be more powerful yeah but even then uh the uh exploring halflings do they um have they we actually seen them like properly running away having a chance to uh to win well yeah i mean we've seen a couple exploring halflings get into the top 10 pretty you know cruise in there pretty good and they're mostly master thieves, you know. Yeah, I'm just I'm not sure how how concerned I would be um, that it would impact them that much. Like I would have thought that there's other races with cheaper units and more efficient units that would do better than than halfling explorers. Yeah, I just I I think you have to tie it to something that is you know going to benefit the attacking side of things, right? Because if not, then you're just buffing exploring and. I think exploring is is fine where it is now, you know? Like, you know, it's pretty reasonable. I don't hear a lot of complaints from explorers. Yeah, I think it's back into that position. It's, it's strange because, you know, a couple of rounds back, two, three rounds ago, explorers dominated. And if you looked at um, probably, like, the last eight rounds, easily um, a third, maybe even half of, like, top ten finishers were, um, were explorers. So I'm not sure if people just kind of lost interest in doing it, but Thorin's definitely completely fine where it is. Um, I think my only um, reservation with tying it to prestige is that you then make people that kind of get prestige early, i.e. the fast attackers, the ones on top, you kind of give them additional bonus um, to, to stretch their lead even further. And I'm always keen to kind of keep fast attackers relatively uh, even with each other. Um, rather than having one get on top, like I don't think anyone really enjoys any round where there are runaways. Um, it just makes it less interesting. 
Yep. Uh, and you know, I'm just looking at the uh, the search page here. You know, if you were to look at the ten goblin and the thirteen goblin, you know, what would you notice? Are they roughly roughly same size? Yeah, and yeah. Do you think they'll actually finish that, or um, who would you peg to to finish higher? I'd probably say the thirteen goblin's probably going to finish higher than the ten goblin. And the 10 goblins had so many advantages. I mean, this 13 goblin was attacking and then he converted over, right? But look at him. Man. He's neck and neck with the goblin in 10, who's had, you know, top OP with, with his realm for basically 39 days, you know? It's it's funny. The, um, just look at the, the Sylvans, actually, not, you know, I guess, well, 200 acres ahead, but you'd assume on quite a lot less defense than uh, any other explorer. Yeah, like you would think he'd be cruising too, but I don't know. Like I, you know, you gotta wonder what the whiteboard or the drawing board looked like in Realm Ten, you know? Yeah, I guess there's uh there's not really been defined roles. Like uh, I imagine Sylvan's probably got pretty decent ratios as well to to kind of help with ops early on. Maybe even like black ops at some point um, that just never got used. Yeah, I think they that realm has only declared war against one realm. If I'm not mistaken. Well, they did do one earlier on, um, right at the start, um, because they they snared uh, a spirit who then released. Oh right, okay. So they never capitalized on hitting anybody in that realm then, or? Well, that, that was realm fourteen, so <laughs> they've hit loads of people in that realm. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if they. Uh... I don't think the war hit that they were trying for, I don't think that came off. Um, although I do think they hit them later on. Um, I think the, the guy defended himself by releasing and then uh, just training up. Yeah, so it's just kind of, you know, I guess, it, you know, they did that one shot and then they just did this other war with Realm 9 and, you know, traded wonders and hit the one guy, you know. It's just, I just wonder sometimes, you know, like, so you're warring a realm, and you're just doing it for one hit for one of your four starving guys. You know what I mean? Like it's just kind of like there wasn't better options out there for you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, and that's why I think it was probably just. Um, I think they've only done it the one time because I think anyone else they they probably were afraid of um, retribution. I just assumed that person was just an easy target, so I thought we may as well use it. We're not going to lose anything from this. Um, let's just do it. But we we kind of discussed it in uh, in my realm channel. We're, we're a bit surprised at how kind of passive realm ten have been, rather than going after anyone. Um, but hey, that is their prerogative. They're uh, playing it how they want to play it. Yeah, I mean, I guess this is a a clinic on how to lose a round. You know, brought to you by realm ten, or how to dominate for forty days. And finish just short. Well, I've been there. Um, all right. Um, before we finish, have you have you got any more um, last thoughts or, or anything you just want to mention? I think uh, we're going to be getting somebody new on the GPC here soon. So I'm excited to see who that's going to be. And I definitely welcome their creativity and hopefully um, – you know, in collaboration with the other GPC members, we can put forth uh, some more excitement going into round 28. 
and it'd be a more competitive experience for everybody. So I just want to preemptively welcome whoever that's going to be. And I wish them nothing but success and, and happiness and working with, all, with with the rest of us here. Yeah, well said. And I think they're the two candidates. I, I like them both. So I'm, I'm quite happy whoever gets the nomination. Um, it's always good to get to get new new blood, new ideas in. So that'd be great to see see what happens. And, and hopefully whatever happens, whatever changes are done, makes next round more interesting than, than this one. Yeah, it, it definitely needs like a vitamin shot. You know what I mean? Otherwise, we should just reset the rules to the same as last round, and let's just uh, hope the same thing. Hope that lightning strikes twice. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, I think uh, we'll, we'll call it there. And uh, thanks as always for the the chat. And we'll see uh, see you next time. <laughs>